0: Hey guys. This is weird. I'm used to like teaching to like l- little humans like this tall and that are crazy and don't pay attention. So, this is this is different. This is cool. Do you see Raya? <laughs> Steve Roth made fun of you. Um so yeah, we've been in a a series of Knowing Our Savior. Um, and for the past several weeks we have We've looked into the names and titles that Christ holds, his teachings, and currently we are going through some interactions he has with other people or, or big groups of people. And as we dive into tonight's message, we will look into the interaction of the 5,000, and they're all through the Gospels, um, where, where Christ feeds the 5,000 5, with his disciples. Uh, but before we begin, I want, I want you to think, and I'm going to ask you a question, so have you ever had to let go of a problem that can only be fixed by, you know, Christ or, or someone else? So just think, don't, don't answer out loud. But just think and, and just, just play through your memories and, and your past and just count the number of times where you've had problems that you could not solve. You tried to solve, but it never worked out in the end. You know, maybe, maybe you didn't know where your next meal come from. or or you were without shelter for a time. Maybe it's just something that you struggle with on a day-to-day basis that you think you can solve, you think you can go through, you think you can just muster up the strength to walk through and and say, I'm good. I don't need anybody else. I I got this under my own control. Uh, But not in every situation, we're gonna have something crazy and, and super hard to get through. But a lot of times we have things that we face that are super tough that we have no clue what to do, but we try to muster up in our flesh and say, hey, Lord, I got this. I don't need you. I don't need my body. I don't need, you know, my, my friends, my peers, my, my church to help me through it. But it's different with the 5,000. They, they saw Jesus. They knew who he was. And they said, I'm going to go see that dude. I'm going to run into the desert, leave everything behind, not think twice about it. And I know he can heal. I know he has healed. I know he can cure people. I, I want some of that. I, I doubt they said, hey, Jesus, give, give me a week to pack all my stuff up, to get all my belongings, to get all my food, and then I'll come with you. And then I will, I will run to you. Man, as we dive into this passage, I want you to, to be thinking on, on two things. The physical problems we run into while following Christ and how they can be solved and, and what what we can do to solve them. So our passage starts in Mark 6, 32 through 44. So if your Bible is going to turn there. It's quite a long passage. Um, so we will read through this. We will pray um, and just dive right in. So starting in verse 32, should be up on the screen as well, and it is. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately, and the people saw them departing and many knew him and ran afoot thither out of all cities and outwent them and came together unto him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep not having a shepherd and he began to teach them many things. Take note of that verse. That verse is, <laughs> is super challenging for me and hopefully for you guys. Verse 35 and when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away, that they may go into the country round about, and into the villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He, Christ, answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred pennyworth of bread, and give them to eat? The disciples aren't getting what Christ is trying to tell them to do. He saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And, and when they knew, they say, five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and, and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and brake the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full, baskets full of fragments and of the fishes. And they did eat the, of the loaves were about 5,000 men. So let's pray. Ask the Lord to bless this. Ask the Lord to, to be in this. And we'll, we'll jump in. Uh, Lord, I come to you tonight. I'm thankful for this opportunity. Um, it's been awesome to see a bunch of us dudes just grow in you and, and learn to, you know, study to show ourselves approved, um, to to sacrifice time, to sacrifice, you know, things we want to do, um, just to dive in your word and 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 learn more about you and grow in you, Lord. I pray that I'm out of the way. I pray that you are speaking through me, um, God. I am nothing. I'm nothing special, um, but you've given me this opportunity, and I want to to take hold of it. Um, so, Lord, I pray that tonight's message is challenging for all of us, um, that it is something we can walk away with changed by and and convicted of, Lord. Um, Lord, I love you. I'm thankful for you, and I pray in your holy name. Amen. So when I first read this passage, and if you, I'm sure a lot of you have read this passage as well, you just think it's just a feeding. It's just, hey, if people were here. They need food. Christ makes a bunch of it and, and gives it to them. But it, it, there's more into it. this if you look and you study and you just run through the passage, and you can apply it spiritually to our life. Um, but there's also a, a physical issue that, that is occurring. There is a, a spiritual solution only Christ has. Um, and, and point one is the physical issue. And so through um, verse 32 and 36, you know, it just runs through the 5,000, see Jesus, they come, um, and Christ saying, "Hey, I have compassion. I, I want these people here. I'm going to feed them." And the disciples say, "Hey, we don't have enough food, we don't have enough resource to give. What should we do and And sometimes, you know when we when we go into a situation and and there's a huge problem that arises, we we think we can handle it right, but but <laughs> most of the time we can't. Um, the five thousand thought otherwise and they didn't think they could handle, they knew Jesus could, and so they ran to him. Um, And In Luke 9, verses 57 through 58, it says, And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto them, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Man, we cannot always be sure of what to expect. Sometimes things go our way, and sometimes not, Right? If we only rely, rely on the comfort of normality in our lives, then when the unexpected things hit, man, we, we get in trouble. <laughs> we, we lose hope. We lose faith. It's easy to think that we got this and rely on ourselves. But man, what if there's a better way? What if there is someone better, something better that we can turn to to help us in those situations? And in verse 34, it talks about, not 34, sorry, verse 30, yeah, 34. Um, It says, and was moved with compassion toward them. You know, Christ had compassion, and letter A is Christ's compassion. He saw a need and was going to act, regardless of what the disciples were going to do. He asked the disciples, hey, how much do you have? Give ye them to eat. You go, you give them the stuff. And they said, we don't have anything. So Christ said, alright, well, I will act. I will will do what I do. The disciples didn't, sorry, they, they didn't The disciples didn't get it and and just wanted to send the people away back into the country after they walked, 5,000 of them walked out of their homes, left their stuff behind and said, I'm going to follow Christ. The disciples wanted to push them back and say, hey, go to all the villages, grab grab the food, grab what you need. If we were to deal with our problems, then we, we must rely on Christ and him alone, right? Don't listen to what anyone else has to say until you've consulted the Lord. He died for a reason. He, he died so that we have a solution out of our problem. He died so that we can have a a a way to know how to deal with stuff. Man, don't throw that away. Don't don't send off people or or even yourself when you know you have the word. You have a solution out of your problems. Don't just throw the, the book away and say, no, I got this. Man, consult the Lord. Grab, grab your Bible. Read the word. And, and here, I'll go through some verses of Christ's compassion on just multiple people. Um, and I, I personally think the greatest act of compassion is him dying on the cross for us. Him saying, man, I know you guys hate me. I know a lot of you have denied me. I know... You guys will continue to die, deny me, but I'm gonna die. I'm gonna show my compassion. I'm gonna show my love, my grace toward you so that you can feel this and you can accept this and you can change your life. And in Matthew 14, 14, it says, and Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was, and was moved with compassion toward them and healed, those, healed their sick. John 10:11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd, shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Man, Christ cares for all of us, <laughs> the lost, the believers, um, especially those, and I'm not saying one is better than the other, but those that come to him knowing they are broken, they need healing, they need, a, they need something else. He cared, f- cared for the flock because they were lost and needed someone to guide them rightly, right? He had compassion toward them in verse 34. They were, they were a sheep without a shepherd. You know, maybe some were selfish. Maybe some just wanted the healing. Maybe some just wanted to to reap, you know, what Christ had to offer. But man, they still believed he could do it. They still believed that if they left and they took their sick, they took their problems, that he could deal with them. Don't throw away the opportunity to ask the Lord to deal with your stuff. When, When we are overburdened and we think we have to do it all and we don't have anybody else around us, man, the Lord's still there. The Lord doesn't leave us. The Lord doesn't forsake us. He says, Come to me, I'll give you rest. Give me all your burdens. He's always there for us, and we just need to come to him. We need to walk out of our homes and, and like the five thousand and run to him as well. In Mark 8, 2 through 3, it says, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now b- been with me. Sorry, they have now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. Mark 141 says, and Jesus moved with compassion put forth his hand and touched him and saith unto him, I will be thou clean, referring to to cleansing someone. We we see several instances where Jesus was moved with compassion. He he acted on his compassion. He healed the sick, he cleansed the lepers. he made the blind see. Jesus takes care of our problems is what I want you to see there. He, if if we ask him, if we say, Lord, I need you, I need this taken care of, I need something, I can't do it myself, man, he will help us. He he does help us. These people believe that Jesus could do what others said he could do. And man, they they just came to him. We like to get in the way of the Lord and think we have a solution, right, when our problems arise, when when we are following Christ and and problems come up in our life, we we think we got it. We think we're okay. And we're not. We think we can handle it and, and just completely wipe the Lord out of the way and say, Hey Lord, no, I don't need you. And and the disciples. Christ told the disciples to give ye them to eat. And they said, What do you mean? We don't have anything. But they do, they do. And and they were confused and just didn't submit. Um, and they, tried to have the, the, they made up their own solution to provide for the people. And letter B is the disciple's solution. They didn't get it. They were confused by what Jesus was saying and thought he wanted them to buy more food. No, he, he wanted them to give the people what they already had, referring you know, to his word, the, the bread, you know, the word of God. If we are trying to minister to people around us and only feed them, you know, just feed them physical food and never actually give them the good news, never actually give them what we actually have, man, what are we doing? Right. Why, why are you living this life? If you have the good news, you have God's word, you have what people need, and you just say, hey, here's, here's a plate of food, here's my house, enjoy, and never <laughs> just give them the gospel, give them God's word, Man. Rethink that. We must go with God's word to all, or else they won't hear it. They're not going to understand who the Lord is and what he has done for us. In Romans ten fourteen, it is raining. Romans ten fourteen says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without hear without a preacher? We got to go man, woman, man, we, Christian, we, we have to take God's word and distribute, distribute it among the mass, among the people that need it the most. Across seas, man, foreigners don't, a lot of them don't have the word, a lot of them, a lot of them are in a, a different religion that teaches something completely different. We have the word of God in our hands, so we need to go. Christ is not going to physically come down and tell the people, hey, I'm Jesus, believe on me, here I am. You don't, you don't need that book anymore. No, God gave us his word to be stewards of his word to distribute it among the people. Titus 1.3, it says, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. We are commanded to, by God to preach, to share his word with others, right? We don't need to be elegant in speech. We don't need to be a whiz with words. We don't have to be the best of the best and just ramble off scripture left and right from our head, which that is really good to, to memorize scripture. Do that. I'm not saying don't do that. But man, we don't need to know the entire Bible by memorization. We, we have God's word. Take it with you and, and give that to people. We need to be willing to give what Christ has given to those who have believed on his name, right? And give to those that do not have it. We, we have God's word. The disciples had God's word. And man, Christ said, hey, go give, that to, go give it to the people. And, and they didn't do that. <laughs> John six thirty five, and it says, And Jesus said, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Without Christ, we will always hunger. We will always thirst. Not, not, you know, physical food. We have food. We have grocery stores. We can go buy food all the time. But man, this is referring to God, Christ, the Word, right? Our lives will be deficient of the proper nutrients that we need in, or- in order to maintain our walk, in order to maintain this Christian life that we, we want to live every single day. If we don't use his word to solve the issues that we deal with, to solve anything, or just to refresh ourselves daily. Man, we will be deficient of those things. Deuteronomy fifteen seven through 8 says, If there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren within any of thy gates in, the, in thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thine heart, nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother that but thou shalt open thine hand wide upon him and shalt surely lend him sufficient for his need in that which he wanteth if we have the solution to the problem then give what we have right if if we have the way out of the problem if so that that you know the verse is talking about giving to the poor giving to you know the brethren that that, that are without so the brethren, or the lost. Man, we, we have what they need to survive. We have what they need to know the Lord. Let's give it to them. We need to be fishers of men and give ye them to eat. We don't have to send people away in hopes that they will find food elsewhere. We don't have to say, hey, go, go that way and that person will help you instead when we have it right in our hands. Man, we tell them to go, but we keep it. Why? Why, why are we gonna keep it when we don't when they don't have it? And this passage is more than just giving five thousand people some bread and some water. It's about giving them some, giving them something that will be able to sustain them more than just normal food, normal water, right? I'm sure they're all hungry, they, they left home, they went into a the desert, they hunger, they thirst. But man, they some were without food for three days and, and Christ supplied what they needed in the midst of that. As a believer, we can no longer just get by without Christ, right? No longer we can say, hey, you know, wake up, daily routine, go about our day, go to bed, wake up the next day, and, and say we're okay. There's no way. This world is wicked. This, this world will eat you apart. So we must supply our need with Christ, Right? Maybe in your unsaved days you could. Maybe you didn't care. Maybe you just did what you wanted to do. But that is no more for the believer. I think this is a blank in your, in your sheet. It says, unless we trust fully in Christ, our problems cannot and will not be dealt with. If, if we try to muster up the strength, like I said, to do the things or to, to solve the problems that we end up in, there's no way we're going to be able to get through those. Our solution is not Christ's solution. Our solution will fail and, and we will fall and we will be back in the same pattern that we were or are in as you know, as the text says. The five thousand relied on Christ to to supply them. And man, we, we must rely on Christ as well to supply us. Now, he must be our solution. We cannot be our, our own solution. And that leads into my next point. Number two is the spiritual solution. So I like to try, to try and solve my own problems. I, I try often because I don't like help. Whether they are simple or things that I struggle with day by day, I'm stubborn, I'm bullheaded, <laughs> I'm honestly selfish. That's all true. But that doesn't help me grow in Christ. That doesn't help me figure out how to deal with things in my life. We are not sufficient in ourselves. We cannot get by with thinking, I got this and I need nobody. It's my problem and I'll deal with it. I don't need anybody else helping me. How far is that going to get you when our pride, our selfishness comes in the way of of God's solution? how far will your own solution go? Not very. You know, maybe a day, maybe an hour, maybe a week, maybe a month, but then the same problem ends up coming back into your life that you thought you dealt with a month ago, a week ago, and then you deal with it, and then again, same thing happens, right? Check out 2 Corinthians 3.5, Three, five, and it says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. He can only take care of what we can't take care of. We are absolutely nothing. I am absolutely nothing. Be sure I'm special. I'm not special. I'm not special. If we think that we are something, then we ought to think again. We ought, we ought to think, maybe, maybe we're not. We fail people, and people fail us all the time, right? Sure, it's good to have people in our life. It's good to have peers. It's good to have a, a solid friendship with people and a body to keep us accountable and keep us straight and upright and, and, and rightly walking with the Lord. But man, they can't solve every single thing in your life. They, too, probably deal with the same stuff you do typically how it works. The Lord is dealing with you, is, is teaching you something, and then your brothers and your sister is learning the same thing. I've talked to Vinny numerous times, and, and you know, Matt, and you know, other people, and hey, I'm, te- I'm learning this, and they're going through the same stuff. Man, that's encouraging, but the Lord can only take care of the problem still. It's good to have edification, but the Lord can only do it. So, so what do we have to, to take care of those things. So the Lord told the disciples to give ye them to eat. So what did they have? Well, they, letter A, they had sufficiency in Christ, in him. John fifteen five says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. That ending is, is super important. For without me, ye can do nothing. Without Christ, you can do nothing. Make note of that. It's true in all of our lives. We've all tried. We think we have everything under control, but God wants us to come to him in humility and say, Lord, I can't do this. I surrender everything to you. How many times can you recall doing things on your own and falling short every time or completely just messing it up? If you can't use your fingers and toes to number how many times, I'm with you. If we want victory, if we want to wake up every day knowing that it will be a good one, that our life is hidden Christ, our life is is all of Christ, man, that our sufficiency has to come from no one else but him. So if you guys recall, Connor... Bartley, right? And cancer and it was a battle for a long time. And man, he relied on Christ. He trusted Christ. And man, Christ got him through it. The Lord got him through it. And he's healthy and he's good to go. But man, so so think of those situations in all of your lives, in my life. Things that are that severe. Man, if you are if you're not in Christ, if you don't have the Lord, how do you deal with those things? How do you say, hey, I can get through this when you really can't, when you have no one else to rely on? 2 Corinthians twelve nine says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Man, do you glory in your infirmities? I don't. In the midst of the problem, do you fall to your knees and let the power of Christ rest upon you? These are things I forget to do. When things are happening in my life, I I don't always turn to the Lord first, which I should, which we all should. But man, I I run into my own self and say, huh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll take care of it tomorrow. And let it just brew up and fester, and then it gets worse. This is tough because we, we want to get rid of the problem as soon as we possibly can. And we, we, we never truly can. I'm sure the people, the 5,000, they were hungry, they were tired, they were hot. You know, they didn't have food for three days, as, in, as uh, Mark 14 says. But they stayed because Jesus had something that they wanted and they needed. We have to praise the Lord in these moments. We must call out to him with thanksgiving and glory through what we have to deal with. Philippians 4.13, I'm sure a lot of you can quote it from memory. And I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. 1 Peter 5.7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Christ does care for you. Even if, if, you, if you don't know Christ and you don't believe that, man, let's talk after, because he does. He died on the cross so that he can show that for all of us. Psalm 62.8 says, Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us, Selah. God cares. He strengthens and he is a refuge for us. What more can we ask for? A, a you know, a king, our lord, our savior. You know, God gave Christ to us as a human. He walked this earth. He dealt the things we dealt with. He, he ran into the things that we ran into that we run into. And man, he died on the cross so that we can, can have him as our strength, as our refuge. Unlike the disciples, we, we don't get to, sh- to see Jesus day, day to day, obviously. But we do have a tool that he left us. And that's his word. We have his word. We have the Holy Bible, God's book that he gave to us so that we can walk day by day with him. We have sufficiency in Christ because he made the way for us all. We are able to live day to day knowing that, but how do we continually just renew ourselves and grow and walk rightly? That's by his word, obviously. And letter B is sufficiency in the word. Without the word, we have nothing to fall back to. We have no way of, of growth or understanding or gaining wisdom. You name it, you fill, the, you fill that blanket. That's why it's so important to rely on what he has, what we have been given and use it effectively. God's word guides us. It teaches us. It gives us what we need for that day ahead of us. If we wake up and we, we die to self and we submit and we surrender and we fill ourselves with the word and we pray up. Man, things that come up in our life, it's going to be tough, but we have God's word to fall back to. We have something that he gave us for that day. We have new mercy every day, right? And, and we can use that to, to defeat that problem and, and pass through and know that Christ gave us the victory. Psalm one nineteen one oh five, this is a, a very common verse. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Man, it's a light in darkness. God's word is a light in darkness. Think back to the physical issues that you have or you are currently, or that you have dealt with or you are currently facing. And is it dark? Is it lonely? Have you completely blotted out everyone but make an appearance to keep the look up, to, to look at like a Christian, but deep down inside you are dealing with this, this wicked thing, this thing that just eats you alive? Christian, you don't need to let that control you anymore because God, he died for us, man. He, he, gave, a, he gave himself, he gave us his words so that we can defend against those things. Job 23.12, man, Job, Job's the man, by the way. He, he dealt with a lot of stuff. Job 23.12 says, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. If anyone can complain about anything, it's that dude. We, we have not dealt with that stuff. Maybe you have, and sorry, if you have, I'm not saying you haven't. Within mere moments, he had everything ripped away from him, right? Within the first chapter of, of Job, if I'm right, he had things just ripped apart, man. But he continued to cling to God. He continued in God's word. He, he allowed god's word to be the only thing in his life that mattered at the moment and never thought twice can you say the same thing can you say that you have been living every breath esteeming god's word above all else if someone were to ask me that question i would say no really think about the question if if you haven't that has to change in all of our lives we are believers. We are, we are headed in Christ. We are new creatures. And if we don't take God's word for what it is, if we don't esteem that more than anything else, man, what are we doing? Our sufficiency is not in Christ and it's not in the word. We are not perfect people, but God has made us perfect through the blood on the cross. He has cleansed us from our sin. We can lose our way and have everything ripped from our arms, but God's words last forever. His book is always there. He's always there. It will be the only thing that we can rely on when everything is ripped from us. When all of our friends leave, when our friends accuse us for what's happening in our life, when, when everybody dies on us, it's weird to say. Man, God's word's still there. He's still there. We can still rely on him. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withereth and the, fla- the flower fadeth, but the word of God shall stand forever. God's word will only last a little, right? No. No, it won't. It, it's going to last forever. It shall last forever. We have been given such a precious gift, and we shouldn't lose sight of that. If we can't trust in the sufficiency of Christ and his word, then what are you putting your trust in? What do you trust to get you through situations that you have in your life? Who do you cling to? Who do you walk to? Who do you talk to? When those things happen, if we can't trust his word, then how are you dealing with the problems that you face? It's, it's super easy to get into situations and say, "I got this and I, I have this, and Lord, I don't need you," and you know, brothers and sisters, I don't need you." But man, it's going to fail. It's not going to help. You need to cling to the word. You need to cling to Christ. You need to solve the physical issue, the problems that you deal with by Christ and, and his solution. And man, if you, if you don't know Christ today, man, I want, you, I want you to hear this. Without him, we are nothing. When I was without him, I was nothing. Everything that we do is either for our benef- benefit or someone else's. You can be a good person, you can have the best job, the best family, the best life. But there's going to be a hole somewhere. There's gonna be something that you just can't fill with, with things and, and, and people. That feeling that comes up every once in a while when you're alone with your thoughts and when depression hits and when anxiety rules your life, when when life is going great and suddenly it just comes crashing down on you, what do you do then? This is why we need Christ. This is why we have to rely on him and, and accept him as our Lord and Savior and say, Lord, I do need you. I want you. Be my, be my Savior. This world's gonna fail us. It's gonna let us down. It's gonna throw us out to fend for ourselves. But Christ will not. Christ does not. Christ can be your shield. He can be your shelter. He can be everything that he will ever need if you would call on him to be your Savior today. This means giving up on trying to do everything yourself and let Christ handle the things for you. This, this requires you to just surrender your life to him and, and ask him to deal with everything else. It's not going to be easy. It's not always glamorous. But Christ is sufficient for us and will supply all that we need. Not all that we want, but all that we need. Man, if you have questions, if, if you want to know more about the stuff, find someone that you know is a believer. Find someone in this room and, and let's talk. Let's chat. Honestly, it's the best decision that I've made. I'm sure if you have someone else, it's the best decision they have made in their life. It, it's a very difficult decision to make, but it's, it's worth it for sure. And to the believer, to, to those that have been walking with the Lord for a while now, Man, typically when we get gifts, we, we keep them to ourselves, right? So birthdays and Christmas and you know, whatever reason you get a gift, you usually keep it and don't get rid of it unless it's, unless it's terrible. Then you might get rid of it. But it's the opposite with Christ's gift. So he gave us a gift, he gave us salvation. Man, you give that to everybody else. You give ye them to eat. You, you grab the bread, the word of, of God, and, and you give them and distribute it to everyone else. We haven't been given the good news only to hold on to it for ourselves, right? We, we have something so amazing, so precious, that everyone around us needs to hear it. That the people you work with needs to hear it. The people that you see at the coffee shop needs to hear it. The people that you go to school with needs to hear it. We don't have a right to hold on to something that the Lord gave us to give to everybody else. There's, there's no reason unless we're just super selfish and we wanted the, the ticket out of hell card and, and then say, yeah, oh, I'll go do my own thing still. No, man, pick up that word, pick up the gospel, pick up what the Lord has given us and go give it to everybody else. I, I for sure have failed at this. I'm at fault for this. I don't always take the opportunity and, and give the word to people that I see that I know needs it. And man, I go to the Daily Grind all the time, and I see the same people all the time. I I never talk to them, and I should, and I need to. (laughs) I need to go and give the word to them as well. And I'm sure you guys can recall some people in your life that you encounter every single day that you know, and you always think, oh, I'll pray for them, I'll I'll talk to them, but I'll never, I'll never bring up God. I'll never bring up the word. No, do that. Do that. A lot of people actually are accepting to it. Some do, you know, shun shun you and, and throw you away, but Man, a lot of people are, are willing to listen and hear that stuff. Matthew 14, 19, you know, says, and he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and break, and gave the loaves to his disciples, and the disciples to the multitude. Man, he Christ gave the disciples what they needed to, to go and give everybody else. Matthew 4, 19, and and he saith unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And if we are willing to follow Christ, he will teach us to be fishers of men. We will be able to fish, you know, in, throughout the world and, and, and bring in people and share their word with people and, and lead them to Christ. So that there, there's a progression that happens in Matthew fourteen nineteen, and and this, this is how it works for us too. So it starts from Christ. to the disciples and distributed to the world, to the people, to, to those around us, right? I feel like, so we are a very mission-based church and, and Jeff is all about missions and he was a missionary forever. And man, I mean, he's always adamant that we need to go, we need to go and teach other people about Christ. We need to give the word to those people I mean, it's super important. If they don't hear from, from us, who are they going to hear from? If, if no one ever goes, who's going to go there? And this is a, just a thought I had and, and take it as you will. It challenged me a lot. Christ gave himself so that you can give yourself. There is a mission before us. What are you going to do about it? So we'll pray and one last song. Um, and yeah. Uh, Lord, I, I am thankful for you. Um, God, I, I pray that this went over well with people. Um, I ask that, you know, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for me for sure. Um, God, it, it, it's something that you've worked on my heart for a long time. Um, and Lord, I'm thankful that you have, and I pray that we as the well, we as First Baptist, we as believers, go with your word. We are challenged with your word to take it and, and proclaim your name to those that don't have you, God. Um, Lord, I'm thankful for you. I, I pray that um, you are glorified and, and people are edified tonight, Lord. I love you and I pray in your holy name. Amen.